Listener Production. Welcome to Footy Talk. On today's edition, we'll be speaking to two Brisbane Lions stars, former and present, with Mitch Robinson and Dane Zorko. We'll be covering off heading to Adelaide this weekend for Gather Round, Brisbane Lions up and down start to the season, and tagging Nick Dacos as we saw Brisbane attempt last Thursday night. Welcome to Footy Talk, Wednesday, the 11th of April, 2023, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. And we have two very special guests to join us on this episode of Footy Talk from the Sunshine State in Brisbane. We've got Mitch Robinson and Dane Zorko. Welcome, gents. Good morning, Will. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Will. What a thrill to have you two heads on our Footy Talk screens today. And we're going to be talking a lot of Brisbane, but also some of the topics that are floating around the AFL world at the moment. So, of course, Brisbane are going to play North Melbourne in Adelaide as part of Gather Round next Saturday afternoon coming up this weekend. And Dane, as a a current member of the Brisbane Lions AFL side, of course, you'll be travelling to Adelaide. Are you looking forward to this experiment? Do you think it's going to be something that we are going to put in the calendar each year? I think it'll definitely be staying in the calendar, Will. Um, for how long for, I'm not too sure. However, I've liked the build-up towards it. I was just saying to you off-air before, there's different media outlets going down there today and setting up, and I think we've got the Today Show, Seven, Front Bar's going down there. Like They're certainly building it up and trying to, to make this really stick. I know we've had some great success with the Magic Round up here in Brisbane in the NRL for a number of years. The Rugby Union started there sort of... Not sure what they call it, but their magic round, gather round. They did that earlier this year. I think it's definitely going to stay. Looking forward to it. Go down there a couple of days early, do a few clinics, mm. which I know, Mitch, you're thrilled about. No, I don't know about <laughs> that, but I guess you've got to give back at some stage. You've got to give back, no doubt about that. Uh, so we will be doing that at Mount Barker. <laughs> Which I don't know a hell of a lot about. Yeah. So, can you just let us know what it entails? A safari. Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> yeah, there's a few groups. Uh, there'll be a group at Mount Barker. Yeah, I've secured that. That's in the vineyard, right? <laughs> that, Up in I the hills. Have secured that one. <laughs> that's uh, closer training. Well, that's it. We'll we'll get there on uh, Friday morning, nice mm-hmm. and early. Have a bit of a captain's run, and then a clinic. Yeah, eleven thirty to two. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's a long time. But, but everyone's doing it, right? Every, every team's, team's doing, doing it. it. Every yeah, team yeah. will get there, not to Mount Barker, but wherever they're playing, and they will have a clinic and other things they need to tick off for the AFL, which I think is fair enough. Um, Adelaide's paid a lot of money to have this round, so I get it. Promotion is great. There was a few of our lads heading up on a safari. Yeah, that's a bit... <laughs> just just up the road, another 40 minutes or so. I didn't know so. Adelaide was not, does that stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the... That's why they're doing it. Yeah, okay. Aren't they? Yeah. Uh, so you guys bit. stuck out at Mount Barker. Is that because like it's the two um, lower membership teams are going to be out, out there? <laughs> is, that, <laughs> we, is that why? We've got 40, nearly 45,000 members. And how many of those are pets? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I love Brisbane. I'm only joking. Come on, Mitch. Nah, Will's whack. a Brisbane fan too, so I take Yeah, that. that's right. As I'll a Lions member, I take offence to that. So yeah. you say that every all 23 members of a playing squad that is going into Adelaide, they are all required to do some sort of clinic this weekend. So they will be doing in the something, yep, whether that's down at Adelaide Oval, I think, is it Elder, Elders Park? Does yeah, that, yeah. that sound right? Yeah, it did. There's something, all the teams will be at that live site uh, across the weekend. Uh, we'll be there Friday. We're obviously hosting a clinic at Mount Barker. 
on Friday afternoon. And as I said, there's another group heading up for a safari, which I don't know if every team's <laughs> I don't know if every team's doing that. I would suggest That's a better I'd part say of the North would probably be doing that very yeah. similar. Yeah. to what we're doing, that sort of uh, itinerary. But, uh, yeah, that's what it looks like for us, which is, you know, different but exciting. I think it's great that we're moving the game around and playing at local Ooh. venues, which sold out really quickly. I think 170,000 got... tickets sold. This yeah. weekend? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So that's great. We've had some great turnouts already. Yeah. Was there over 660,000 have yeah, attended the, first... the 10 MCG games this year? So footy's kicking well yeah. and truly. 35,000 coming from Victoria. So I'm guessing that's going to be the Collingwood cheer squad. That's just that's just one plane, I think. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere, yeah. Oh, they're <laughs> travelling on boat. Yeah. 112,000 from SA. That's pretty and good. 152 Rest of the country, 13,000. 152 international people flying over for it. That's pretty cool. Where are they coming from? <laughs> from Canada. <laughs> Jeez, that's a good effort, isn't it? That's a good league over there. Yeah, that is. I got asked to come play for a Canadian team. No, you did not. Oh, did you really? I did, yeah. This what were they called? Lie. I'm um, yeah, the Canadian uh, <laughs> French Bandits. <laughs> you've done well there, given you've clearly made it up. <laughs> no, no, I'll, no, no. I'll bring this up. I actually did get asked to play. One of my teammates in Darwin, he's from Canada, and he's like, oh, come play for our team while... Um, you're in off season next year. I'm like, yeah, Dunskis, free flights, bang. Probably won't do it though, but mm. I said I would. Mm. Looking I'd back, kill that league. I'd have seventy, surely. <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought you'd have seventy in the local league up here, but you're not going that well, are you? Oh, I have thirty-two. <laughs> you try and get tags, Zocco. You don't get tagged anymore. Oh, well, me whole career, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> me whole career. Antagonist. Yeah, what's up? Where? What else have we got? Well, looking backwards, I thought it'd be fun to touch on the fact that you did a lap of honour on Thursday, Mitch. Obviously, yep. in front of a packed house at the Gabba before the Collingwood game and. Did, well, oh, first of all, was that a was that a fun experience? A huge honour. What are you sm- smirking for? <laughs> so I can see you in the camera. <laughs> no, it was a great experience. Uh, I've been talking to the club for about um, two months now. They usually do it for their first home game. That was Melbourne. Um, the great lady Taylor Olzard hit me up and said, "Let's try and save it for the Collingwood game because it's, it's sold out pretty damn early." And yeah. Um, no, it was, it was a really nice experience, something that I won't forget. Um, obviously, the partner and the kids were there. Um, they got to share that, and it was more so just a pat on the back to them for um, what they've done for myself and the club and the young boys. They came up to Brisbane and had that open-door policy, and um, yeah, it was really, really special and something I remember for the rest of my life, but it was even better that the boys got the fat W, to be honest, because mm. um, they were getting publicly bashed up in the media for um, you know the week there after that doggies game, and to come out and respond like that against the team that was unbeatable this year um, was was really cool. And a lot of my mates stood up and played a good game. Um, so, no, it was a very, very good night. You're still and, on the list, mate, are you? You're talking, you're talking like you're talking and, to media here. You know what? We take it one week at a time. Um, you know, within our four walls, we just like to yeah. talk about our process and trust that process and go forward. What was your favourite part of the lap? Mitch, any booze? Um, no, no, any, no, any no, no, from no, the crowd? Any Collingwood fans just nah. clapping as well? <laughs> no, they were standing. You can if you watch my Rob vlogs on YouTube, um, YouTube.com forward slash Mitch Robinson 05. Which you I watch, haven't. No, <laughs> will no I. you don't. Yeah, because you don't get around me that much. Um, <laughs> no, nah, there was actually a lot of Collingwood supporters standing up and clapping, which was actually humbling experience because usually, you know, I've got history with Collingwood supporters. Um, they usually be putting their fingers up or booing me <laughs> over the fence, and they were actually really, really nice. So shout out to the. The cheer squad that didn't give me crap over the fence. I really appreciate that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I know where they, I know where they'd be after the game anyway, so I would have caught up with them. I can do what I want now. Yeah, that's it. You, yeah, you're a bad man. <laughs> you are a bad man, Mitch. So some of the stories of the day. 
We'll get seriously. Yeah, let's uh, get given, into it. Given Mitch is already in, in uh, media club mode, talking serious. <laughs> Isn't he? The, uh, the match review officer, we saw two very interesting oh, incidents that have, have him. That have caused a stir. You can't have Michael Christian? No. I don't think, I'll speak on behalf of Zorks. I don't think he can either. Wow. We get the, we get the, like if you want to, if you can put these actions side by side in our playing time, well, especially myself. Oh, definitely Mitch. We would have the book thrown at us mm. and more so. So, yeah, you just what, – what are we talking about first? Because well, I'll give you my, my verdict on it. The two biggest headlines, it's easy to say, are Harry Mackay and Tom Lynch, two very important forwards for their respective sides. And they have successfully both had their respective cases dismissed and both will play in gather-out this weekend. You're alluding to the fact that you think there is some sort of bias – well, not a bias, but there is a, a case-by-case basis. Some players get preferential treatment. Is that what you're suggesting? 100%. There's there's players that I can throw a blanket over um, that they have no no problem throwing weeks at them. Um, this this incident with Harry Mackay, like yeah, it's probably a fine, but it's definitely a week in my eyes. Um, nothing against the bloke, but if you elect to do the double forearm to the head, mm. I know he's taller than Sheasel, but it's it's weeks. It's a week in my books. If they're trying to stamp out head knocks, collisions like that. Reckless or careless acts, it's definitely a week. Um, and you see that throughout the competition throughout the year that specific players will might do something that's delayed or late as well, late hit, and then it's going to be straight to tribunal in a week. So the thing that I'm so confused about is, is the dangerous tackles. That's the one that I'm, I've mm. got no idea what's going on with that. Yeah. Zork, do you think that they should punish the action itself rather than the outcome. So if a player were to become injured by an incident like this, obviously the sentencing usually we see is harsher. But should mm. a dangerous tackle or a dangerous action like Harry Mackay's, even though it was low impact, should it be punished regardless of how the player ends out? Well, you think, I think you've got to look bigger than that and just say what does the game want it to look like? Do we want that look mm. in the game? And the answer to that I would assume is probably no. We don't want to see that. So, I mean, if you just – if it it's coming down to what actually happens to the person who's receiving the contact and what how they get up or if they don't, I think that's wrong. I think it should definitely be an action-based um, thing because, yeah, Harry, it's not a good look double forearm to the head and mm. he might not have meant it or he it slipped up of his arm or whatever, but – the bottom line is we've got a massive issue with concussions at the moment and there's um, across every code, not just AFL, mm. um, this connected to his head, which is very unfortunate, but at the end of the day, we're trying to stamp out any any knocks to the head whatsoever. We're seeing that with the tackle and the sling tackle, bumps. Um, I just think if, you, if you're looking at the holistic of the game, you don't want these sort of actions mm. in it and the action needs to be punished. And from my understanding, <clears throat> when you go to tribunal and stuff, you're not allowed to use previous um, similar incidents yeah, in, in, the, in your rebuttal. And they've, they've obviously used a Charlie, Charlie Ballard one, which happened a couple of weeks earlier. I don't know if he got it. Did he get a fine or suspension? I think they challenged him as well on one. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think he walked away with a, with a fine. But And the one that I'm, I'm really not understanding at the moment is the, is the sling tackle or the, the one you take them to ground and their arms are pinned. The, mm. the one with Gary Rowan... The ball had obviously left his hands and he's still continued with the tackle and he gets one week for that. And then Will Day in the middle of the ground is 
holding him all the way to the ground, doesn't sling him. He just kind of puts his foot under and it's a little bit of a trip motion, but that, that receives two weeks. Mm. So I think the tackle is the one that they've got to figure out really soon because blokes are missing stuff for tackling and then other acts like the hands up in the face are just getting slaps on the wrist. So those ones that are, are confusing the public and to be honest, like I'm a Twitter fiend. I'm seeing that stuff all the time and I can't keep up with it. Like there's suspensions and non-suspensions every week. I don't know if this has been the year of the most tribunal cases already in the first four rounds or most suspended in the first four rounds in history. It just feels like that's all I'm seeing at the moment in the media mm. and it's starting to do my head in. You're just chasing consistency, I think, as a player 100%. and as a spectator as well. You just yeah. you want to know where every situation sits, but at the moment it's yeah. judgment. It's all, all over, over the shop. So um, I get your frustration, Mitch. Um, yeah, well, I'm a fan now, so... But I think it, responsibility comes back on the tackler, no doubt about it. But, for instance... I'm 75 kilos ring and wet. So if I'm trying to tackle a guy who's maybe 20 kilos heavier than me... You're putting everything into it. The only way I can get into the ground is if I do use a slinging motion. Yeah. Now, most of the time, I haven't got the force behind me to then him hit his head or anything like that. He's normally got his hands free and hand passes away and uses his hands for protection. <laughs> However, it's not the point. It's still that action that we're trying to get rid of and... Um, yeah. And players have just... We've just got to adapt. We've adapted with so many rules over the past... 10 years, Mitch, since oh, we've mate. been playing. Um, this is just another another thing we need to adapt to and it'll. there's going to be a little bit of a teething period. There always is with stuff like this, but I'm backing us as a whole playing group and everyone in the AFL to get it right and, yeah. and stamp it out and um, put the opposition players' duty of care at, at the front of our mind. Mm-hmm. Moving on, back to Gather Round because we touched on it briefly before. So <laughs> the Lions will be playing North Melbourne at Adelaide Hills. Let's move our attention to Mount Barker itself because yep. it's a very off-Broadway venue and we don't know what this, what this venue is going to look like. We don't know what the turf's going to look like. I'm sure it's going to be fine, but do you have any concerns for a ground that is typically playing local level footy and have you played on any off-Broadway venues before? Well, yeah, we have. Um, every, well, I've... What's there been? There's been the Wizard Cup. There's been the NAB mm. Cup. There's been the JLT. There's been the Marsh Cup. NAB Challenge. And, NAB Challenge. And all those games are predominantly on venues that, you know, local. Yeah. Community footies. Yeah, yeah. So we have played at off-Broadway venues, as you could say. Um, and they've there been is a fine? Cricket, there is a cricket pitch in the middle of Mount Barker Oval. Oh, that works into your hands Work. and you know the bounce is going to be 10 metres higher. Yeah, I have seen a couple of, you know, we did a little bit of research on the ground and, yeah. yeah so what's the dimensions? Is it wider, longer than the Gabba? Uh, you make it up. Very similar to the MCG. Oh. I think it's 162. They're both 162 metres long. Yeah. 140 odd wide. Yeah. So I'd so, kick, kick it going on two kicks. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is very similar to the Gabba and the MCG um, and it's got a cricket pitch in the middle. So, you know. Ground looks good. Yeah. Grass is growing. Yeah. Not a lot around the outside of it, though. No, so what, hills? Wow. Like, it's kind of like Blunston Arena, but, like, obviously without the No grandstands. No No grandstands. No. They put a couple of temporary little uh, buildings up. Mm -hmm. Um, Coaches boxes, which everyone, I'm not sure if anyone's seen any photos of them yet, but they look quite cool. (laughs) Run me through it. They look like these big big glass, like. It's a scaffolding or is it just. I think there will be scaffolding there. Okay. I haven't seen the updated version. This is just the one I saw yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to be all right. And if they get 8,000 people there, I think that's an absolute win. Yeah. But it is up in the, just on the way to the vineries, uh, Mount Barker. Yeah. 
So there'll be plenty of people just stopping off at the footy and then off they go on their way. I wonder how many, like, actually Brisbane and North supporters will be there if it or just be AFL in general. AFL fans, you know, just going for a look, a little bit of chitting, like during the day, they've got a bit yep. of a break, 40, 45 minute drive from Adelaide. Let's go watch North and Brisbane. <laughs> On the way to the uh, safari. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's time for a break. We'll get into the Brisbane Lions next because it was a big win against Collingwood and we'll delve into it with Mitch Robinson and Dane Zorko. Stick around on Footy Talk. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Listener, please hit the like and leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. We were just talking off air there about some of the weird ovals we'd played at before. Quickly, were you part of the infamous China preseason tour, Dane? No, didn't play in China. It was the year before I got there. There you go. Boys said they had a great time. <laughs> After <laughs> the footy. <laughs> I've heard a lot of stories about that from Blackie, actually. <laughs> but Mitch, about five blokes that missed the whole bus. Yeah. And they got in lots of trouble. Yeah. We'll leave it, we'll leave it off there. But Mitch, mm-hmm. you said you've played at the Queenstown Oval down in Tassie. Yep, the famous gravel gravel oval in Queenstown. It is um, it's a lifetime experience. You you'd want to play there, but you never want to play there again after that. You have no kneecaps left, skin's gone, and you learn to keep your feet. But once you get to the AFL, oh mate, just sliding <laughs> around. That's probably why I was my downfall to be honest, because I love going to ground, diving on the footy. But another one was like it's not the the, the venue itself, but it was during COVID when we played Hawthorne at the MCG, empty, em, empty MCG. Oh, yeah, that was, and there was horrific. Two wankers, I think they were emergencies <laughs> for Hawthorne, and they would not <laughs> shut up. Do you remember that? They were just yelling at the whole game, and obviously we lost that game. Yeah. But that but, was the most frustrating thing. I just wanted to go out there and slap them. That was one of the most unique, weirdest things I've ever experienced. Em, empty MCG. Mm. Yeah. Didn't feel like it was a real game. No, nah, yeah. it felt like a practice. Yeah. It actually felt like we were training yeah. and we are just playing another team yeah. and they were pantsing us. It wasn't the best day. Not to insert myself in the story too much, but I was actually there in the Triple M commentary box and we found out at half time that the season had been indefinitely postponed. Yeah. We I also mem- found out at half time. Oh, no, they didn't <laughs> so tell everyone, did they? We didn't tell everyone. We were wondering, did you find out? No, uh, the, you might not have Most of the players, only the, bit, only the captain. Were you captain? Yeah. I knew that we weren't playing next week. There was chatter in the rooms at halftime, but it was like, oh, apparently like it's getting cancelled, the whole year's done, skis, yada, yada. Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, focus on footy, boys. We're losing to Hawthorne. Mm. So we got back to the job and lost. Yeah. No. <laughs> One more. One more because we switched off. It was a very frustrating game. But last weekend's game wasn't on Thursday, Easter Thursday, the marquee clash against Collingwood. A resounding win, and it must be said that you needed a response, and mm-hmm. you definitely got one, Dane. You must be happy. Yeah, absolutely wrapped with how the boys played last weekend. I thought the highlight for us was definitely our pressure and our ability to come forward and apply enough heat to Collingwood to sort of get them into a turnover game that we could actually capitalise on. You know, that's their real strength, and um, I thought we were able to do that exceptionally well. And off the back of that, we were able to get some really good looks of offensively. And for guys like Joe and Eric that have copped a hell of a lot of heat last week, as Mitch said earlier for them to get on the end of a few and us to move the ball a lot better than what we did the week previously. They certainly benefited from that and also Charlie and Link and I see on the run sheet here Cam Rayner. Um, mm. You know, those guys all were able to, to have big impacts on the game. But it was all built off the back of our pressure and and for mine that was a, a real blueprint game for us as to how we want to defend and mm. it was, you know, some of the... that's I, in my opinion, one of the 
best games defensively, I reckon, I've been a part of since Fags took over five, six years ago. So, yeah, wow. really wrapped with the boys' efforts. Zorks, quick question for, just from a fan these days. Um, obviously, the media <clears throat> went after those two boys we spoke about, mm-hmm. um, Joey Danaher in particular. Did Fags during the week kind of talk, touch on that, saying, or not really, or he just came... Because I know, look, we, we see that. We see it, obviously. Yeah. A lot of players see it. Joey's not big on media, so I don't know what he would or not, but he would get texts from someone saying, "How oh, look at this, how bullcrap's that. Mm. Yeah. Do, does the coach touch on it during the week saying, hey, let's look after him or something? Anything, anything along those lines? Not really. I, I know there was private conversations had between all three of them, well, Fags and Joey, and then obviously Fags and Eric. Uh but for mine, I thought Fakes did an excellent job of just shielding them from all this external noise. And he does that really well as a yeah. coach. Like he really does cradle us as players when we're in the headlines for all the wrong reasons or for, for whatever reason, really. Uh, and I thought he did a sensational job at just keeping it really low key at the club. Gave those two really clear instructions on Thursday night of what to do. And they went out and performed that exceptionally well. And on the back of that, got rewarded. Mm. Um, I thought the criticism was extremely harsh after only three 100%. rounds of three rounds of football and, and Joe, week, week before I kicked four goals. Joe kicked after the, four the week before, so it's mm. it's interesting how we look at things. But um, the way they responded, I think, shows the character um, in which they both possess, and um, hopefully now they can get a lot of confidence off that. And I know as players around them, we get a lot of confidence seeing what they can what they can do and how they can do it, and. Mm. Um, Hopefully we build off that and, and move forward in a, in a real positive way. Yep. Cam Rayner, it's, oh, it's a Kumba. headline. It's an absolute yep. headline because we've seen three rounds of him playing in defence quite well, it must be said. I think mm. he, he could have been good there had he committed to it. But it's now hard to see him drifting back there after what was in, in first quarter just a devastatingly good quarter of footy and then kicked four goals himself. We've seen him as a game winner, almost single-handedly won the game against the Saints last year down at Marvel, and he's such a good explosive forward. Do you think we'll ever see him drift back there again? I think we will. Uh, Yep, I can see. One thing that we have done at Brisbane, and Fags has done a great job of um, orchestrating this, is making sure we have flexibility amongst our players that can do various roles. So now you look at someone like Cam Rayner, he can play all three positions on the ground. Mm. Myself, don't want to gloat too much, but <laughs> I had an experience last year in the back line. You yeah, dominated though. And was able to now add that, another um, string to my bow. So all of a sudden, we've got multiple players that, if in doubt, can go back and play various positions. We've also recruited Jack Gunson that can play all three positions. Mm. So there's some real flexibility there if things aren't going our way throughout a game. So I thought Cam was doing a sensational job in the back line. For whatever reason, he got moved forward this week due to matchups, and he capitalised. And I think that's uh, goes to show just how clear of a mindset and how good his attitude mm. is at the moment that he's able to just come in and do that various thing for the role, uh, various thing for the team. He he's getting a role each week and he's executing it. And that's a person who you know wants the team to win and is pre- willing to give themselves over to the team. So, mm. rap that he was able to kick four goals, um, but more importantly, his contests and able to bring Link and um, Charlie, myself, Zach Bailey, all into the game by what he was able to do just in the air. So, yeah, good on him. Really, really pumped for him now. His his, uh, job's to do it again, whether that be forward, back or in the midfield this week. We'll wait and see. But um, that's a a real breakout game for Cam. Did you you say Gunston can play back? Yeah. He played back at um, Hawthorne. Did he? Before he came here, yeah. Hmm. He was sort of 
their Mr. Fix-It. Yeah, nice. No, I was speaking to Rainer during the week because um, I was just interested to see how his mindset was going going into the games. And obviously he down back. I've been saying since preseason I hate seeing him down there because I think he's a genuine non-baller. And the knock on him early days was his fitness coming in as a number one draft pick. Wasn't the fittest bloke going around, had a bit of extra carriage on, on his body. And mm. I think it kind of annoys me, but at the same time I understand it. But like Will Ashcroft comes in, obviously he's a fitness fanatic. He's very professional, that kind of stuff. He comes straight into the midfield, whereas Rainer had to buy his time and earn his stripes. And yeah. I see him as a, a bloke who can go on there and change the game. And we saw on the weekend what he can do as a forward. He can you know take those marks and break through packs and kick some goals. But I'd love to see him just more so in midfield and, and forward. And I know it could be frustrating as a player getting thrown around everywhere, but at the same time, as Zocco was touching on, that he can play all those roles now, which is great. And obviously, Fags put me on the wing, and at times I had to play back as that extra defender. So I do understand all that, and that's a great thing to have within the club because if someone goes down injured like we had in the final against Melbourne at Adelaide Oval, yep. we had a few injuries in that game, and we mm. were scrambling, and the boys are rattled and stuff. But now I think you have that um, in the back of your head, like, oh, someone else can play that role now. Yep. So that's a, that's a massive upside mm. for them. That's a great point. Uh, we also saw that we saw young Nick Dacos, who is currently leading the coaches' votes, had a very good game against Brisbane. He could be leading the Brownlow for all we know. And would be. Yeah, 100%. We had, he, would be. he would be. Oh, he would be. And we had Kane Corns and Brad Scott on Footy Classified this week, and they saw a bit of footage of you, Dane. I'm not sure if you've heard this audio, but we'll play it now so that the listeners can hear. I thought he was a little bit rattled. You wouldn't see him miss opportunities like that, and you may just say that's a skill error, but I thought Brisbane, through Zorko in particular, got under his skin. The, the challenge with Collingwood at the moment, there's a lot of, um, quite rightly, a lot of focus on both Dacos boys for that matter, but Nick in particular because they're playing so well, but they've got a lot of good players. So you have your plans and your targets, but you know it's pretty hard to go after them all. And you know it'd be interesting to know whether that was actually a plan or that's just Dane Zorko. Mm-hmm. He does it very well naturally. So there we go. Naturally, <laughs> that's a nice backhand compliment. It is naturally pest-like behaviour, which I'm sure you would acknowledge. <laughs> was that a plan, or was that just something that you thought would might uh, it might get under his skin? It might work. Nah, certainly not a plan. Uh, however, we understand the importance of their running game, mm. and although that's highlighted, there would be a number of instances throughout the game where myself, Charlie. All us small forwards just trying to roadblock them from getting that overlap run. I mean, you saw in the first few minutes just how damaging they were mm. when they linked up through hands. And majority of the blokes that got involved in those play were their half backers. So Dacos, Maynard, um, Quainor. Yeah, yeah. Quainor, um, and a few of their wingmen. So we knew and understood the importance of their back half run. And um, I think most teams know just how damaging they can all be. So. I didn't want to chase Nick 150 metres down the field for him to then <laughs> go on and young, go. fresh legs of his. So I uh, just, yeah, threw a couple of roadblocks in the way. and Someone, Nick, Someone's going to go after him soon. Some team's going to go after him because he can't keep having 38. Yeah, he worked so hard. Yeah. Nick wasn't overly thrilled with me um, after that. <laughs> he did say a couple of words to me and I just sort of laughed at him because... Did he whisper it? Whispering Nick Dacos? <laughs> no. No, no. I can't stand you. No, I won't repeat it. But <laughs> no, that's, that's the player's code. Yeah, yeah, but it was, uh, I was like, oh, well, I, I, that little bouncer shove or whatever you want to call it worked mm. and um, he didn't run on that play. However... Was it positive or negative? It was negative. <laughs> However, <laughs> it didn't stop him. He no. is, yeah, an unbelievable talent. Yeah. 
he works so hard. And people probably just say, oh, you know. He, he gets those cheapies at the back and but runs he, around. But he doesn't. Like, no. he went in the midfield, centre bounce, won clearances. He doubled up possessions. It's like he's just a genuine magnet. Yeah. And he's so damaging. Like, I've got extremely high praise for the kid. Yeah. And he's an unbelievable talent. So uh, I like Nick. But if, he, if, if Brisbane picked me back up, I can, I can tag him. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot run with him. I can run with him. <laughs> I'm getting this needles thing that you've been talking about, and yeah. I'm. Don't tell I, everyone. They want it. No, someone's gonna. Someone's has to bash him up. Unfortunately, like I love, I love a kid. I, he actually sent me a message in like 2017. I only seen it when he got drafted. Mm. Um, speaking nicely of me, so I've I've got mad respect for him. But someone's got to go after him. I think he's untaggable. Yeah, because he runs so hard. Well, and, he just plays. And they look he for can him play well. everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So all of a sudden, you're gonna need a player that can play all three positions. Yeah. Because he can genuinely play in the midfield. Cam Rayner. <laughs> you just said it before. There you go. play everywhere. New tag. No, but he, he is – I love seeing it. Him, Harry Sheasel, um, Will Ashcroft, like these young players coming through, have the, the game's in great hands. They're genuinely fearless. Yeah. Like they just go. It's, it's what, what happens these days in the lead-up to getting drafted and that? They just don't – they just build a confidence. They dominate the under-18s and I'm like, oh, I'll do that in the seniors then. Yeah, mm. yeah. I like oh. Will Ashcroft playing VFL. That's when I was like, oh, this guy can play. Because mm. when, I, when, I um, when I put my hand up to play a couple of games last year in the VFL, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, was, uh, I got to see him firsthand. I was like, wow, this guy is good. He was so, having 40 for our VFL yeah, yeah. team last year. I, mean, I was having 42, though. So. He's a super, super <laughs> talent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all three of those guys you just mentioned are. So, uh, as you said, Mitch, the game is in great hands with these yeah. three. And, mm. uh, yeah, what a, uh, what a decade of football we have with those three coming Ooh, through. yeah. Just quickly, a very quick answer. So it's two very, very good wins at home against the two premiership favourites and then two disappointing losses away. I don't want to buy into the narrative too much, but do you think, there, do you think there is a Gabba narrative or do you think it's an away narrative? I don't think there's a narrative there at all. I want to hear the stats, Zorks, because you've got the stats. We like to talk in facts yeah. and a winning percentage for away games if you can win half of your games, you are going above mm-hmm. average. Above average. Like, that is unbelievable if you're going at 50% on away games. Mm. Over the last four years, we've played 45 games away. We're 24 and 21. We led at halftime against Port Adelaide. They overran us. They were exceptional that day. Credit to them. With two minutes to go in the Bulldogs game, we are down by two points and had a chance to win it. So, mm. I don't think we should be buying into it too much. It's a long season. We're still working on our combinations. Every team is. Every team has a home yeah. advantage. Yeah. Every team yeah. does. So obviously, so, obviously, you guys play the Gabba exceptionally well because that's where, you know, that's your home base. And when Fakes first got there, we said we want to earn respect to competition. Mm. We want to be a feared team when they come to the Gabba, what it used to be in the early 2000s. And we, we worked our asses off to make that happen. So, absolutely. So I hate it when it's like, oh, they can only win at home, they can't travel and stuff. Because we were getting that years ago as well when we weren't winning many games away, we're only winning at home. Mm. And it's a, it's a media-driven analysis and it's actually not factually true. Um, we're above average for that. But if you want to be the best, okay, you've got to win more games so we can't lose against Port and the doggies who weren't travelling amazingly at the time. But I think this week, the, the next four games for you boys are all winnable um, and most of them are away. So yeah, if you want to shut them up, mate, go and get the get W's and then come back and we'll talk about <laughs> it in a couple of weeks. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, Put get your money you, I'll, get you to, I'll get you to come in and have a chat to the boys. No, no, Fags <laughs> asked me to and I'm thinking I might have to. If you lose yeah. against North, I'll come in next week and do a chat 
I've got the best pre-training chats going on. And I can tell you guys are missing me down there because it seems really bland and boring. We do miss your infectious energy, Mitch. Yeah, it's because you're driving, out to all, you're driving 45 minutes every morning. Your boys are tired by the time you get to training. No, no, no. Yeah, I've heard it on the streets. Trust beautiful me. facility. Uh, we love I didn't say it wasn't. I said the drives are not beautiful. Very good answer. Could have gone for another hour. Thank you, boys. Mitch <laughs> Robinson, Dane Zorko, wonderful from you two. If you have a question for us on Footy Talk, Get us on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod. TikTok is at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, it's Daisy Thomas and Heath Shaw, the two Collingwood teammates back-to-back linking up. Thank you, gents. Best of luck right. at Mount Barker this weekend, Dane, and hopefully the Lions can get the W. Thanks, Thanks Will. Will. And good luck in your safari tour, Zorks. Hope you don't get too ahead <laughs> of yourself before the game. <laughs> Listener.